The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're listening to the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out. Yeah, I said what I said. She's heating up. It's the Heat Check. The Heat Check. Heat Check. With Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check. Oh my God, I got to talk about Zion Williamson again. Are you fucking serious? It's been four seasons. Why can't this saga sort itself out? We go into something I'm very sketch on. What the fuck are the Milwaukee Bucks doing right now? And we also get into the Hemi of the Week, going out to a Laker, maybe not the one you think, somebody who put the Pacers to sleep. We'll get into the in-season tournament final thoughts too, but man, lots to get going into. Let's get into it, William. Drop that motherfucking gear and Eric speak. This should be Rihanna. I said I'd never talk about this again. I said I was done with the fat shaming. I said I was done talking about Zion's conditioning and his weight. But then it pops up into the news again. And I have to take a journalistic, ethical approach. No, I have to take a fucking victory lap, actually, because I told y'all Zion's never going to get in shape. He's never going to get healthy. The man is going to be a bust. I know bad mentality when I see it. I don't have to be Shaquille O'Neal. I don't have to be Charles Barkley. I don't have to be Stephen A. Smith to recognize mediocrity in the mind when I see it. I am sick about it. I have been watching highlights of Zion at Duke all evening. I miss him. No one was more excited about the potential of the New Orleans Pelicans and their resurgence as I was. In a lot of ways, they, they've shown they can be a problem. They can be deep. They can be athletic. They can get after it. They can get buckets. CJ McCollum's there as the voice of reason. But I tell you what, I'm about fucking sick of these Pelicans. We talked about this last episode. Oh, they're going to use the IST to build on this. It's going to be a platform for them to grow their exposure, to showcase the fact that they can be a mature team. They're finally healthy. They've had quality wins against contenders. Sixers, Nuggets, Kings, multiple wins against the Kings, actually. And when they're firing on all cylinders, they're super fun to watch, right? So everything's good. Everything's good. The, The Pelicans, we shouldn't be worried. No, no, no. Things are not good, okay? Things are not good at all. And the reason is Zion. I am absolutely incensed by the fact that the superstar player who has taken number one overall is the biggest problem on the team. I've been talking about this for three years now. 
I've been roasted online for three years now. Richard Jefferson publicly scathed in me. Duggan, you're a hater. You're thinking about this man, bringing him down. You're praying on his downfall. No, I'm not. I want Zion to be as good as he can possibly be. I, I, I'm in favor of tough love. I don't, I don't hate Zion. I hate that he can't stop from stuffing food down his gullet and sitting on the fucking couch all night. That's what I'm sick of. I'm sick of the fact that Zion would rather eat 15 pizzas in a row and make himself sick than get on a treadmill. I am sick about that. Thankfully, I'm not the only one worried about this. I'm not the only one screaming into the void being like, hey, doesn't anybody else think this is a problem? Hey, hey, I see, I see fat on Zion's body amid the joy that was them making it to the Vegas uh, IST semifinals. The disgusting loss to the Lakers illuminated and revealed what we kind of thought might be a problem. Uh, now we're getting rumors, more rumors, about Zion's fitness level, and it is not a pretty sight. After the IST lost, my man doing the Lord's work, Christian Clark of the Times-Picayune. By the way, shout out to the Times-Picayune. They do not care. They do not care that that's the only team that they cover and that they're probably going to get cut off from communications. They're doing real journalism there. They are talking bad, if they need to, about everybody. I mean, there's no stone left unturned for the Times-Picayune. Anyway, they dropped this detailed piece that states that the Pelicans front office is about fed up with Zion's bullshit, uh, the fact that he's always fat and out of shape. This is what Clark wrote. At the start of the season, it was clear Williamson was carrying too much weight. I thought, pause, I thought David Griffin told us this was the first time in Zion's career he was taking his health and wellness seriously and his fitness seriously, and he stayed at the facility all offseason, and he was being a professional, and everybody was, like, showing me probably Photoshop photos of Zion being like, ooh, in fit, in shape Zion, shredded Zion, it's scary hours. Get the fuck, come on. Anyway, more distressingly, he has not played himself into better shape, even though the regular season is more than one quarter of the way over. If anything, Christian Clark says, Williamson's condition has regressed. My man, my man is 23 years old, sucking wind, needing Chris Paul's secret stuff after five whole minutes against a 38-year-old LeBron James and the Lakers. In one of the biggest games of his career, Zion couldn't have the conditioning to just go out there and compete. They lost by fucking 40. Are you serious? There were rumors that B.I. and Zion were out all night partying the night before the game. If you go back to YouTube and Google Zion Brandon Ingram in-season tournament, you will be asking yourself many questions. And one of them will be, are these two guys even sober? I don't know if they are. Zion in this clip looked like me at 16 years old when my mom called me home early before the lights came on and I was high out of my fucking mind and I had to sit there on the couch while she interrogated me and all I could do was giggle. 
That was Zion, giggling for no damn reason when they asked him questions about the in-season tournament, and B.I. was not any better. You do not have to be a rocket scientist when they look and they sound like they hadn't had any sleep. I'm not going to play the clip for you because it's just a bunch of gibberish. Whether they were out all night or not, this is what Clark wrote. During the first stoppage of play in Thursday's loss, Zion Williamson plopped on the bench, struggling to breathe. Looking as though he had just completed a half marathon, Williamson, who had just jogged back on defense to try to contest a Torian Prince three-pointer, appeared winded, even though the game wasn't even five minutes old. Folks, we've got... We've got a problem. We've got a serious problem in New Orleans. Remember Mariah Mills? God bless her. I miss her. She spilled all the tea about Zion's apartment. Well, all kinds of things about Zion. But one in this particular case, for our purposes, she was saying, this man's got Coke bottle, empty Coke bottles by the hundreds all over his floor. He's got roaches in his ashtray. He's got eat, half-eaten pizzas. He was guzzling pot by the gallons. And as hilariously sad as this is, it's actually infuriating. The dude could not muster up the motivation to just hire somebody to keep him on the straight and narrow. I don't know. Personal trainer. Oh, yeah, he did. The personal trainer, he fucking fired. And that guy is taking shots on him online. (laughs) By the way, shrug emoji is all he had to say. Like, dude, I tried to tell him, but he just fired me. Get a nutritionist. You could probably eat Zion two pizzas a day. And not be 285 pounds at 6'7". You, the caloric burn that you have at the amount of basketball that you play, I don't even want to know what you're eating. I don't even want to know. It's got to be so much for you to gain that much weight that fast. Here's what Shaq had to say about Zion. And let me tell you, it's spot on. I have a question for Shaq because you said this early. You said this could be a statement for Zion. To let him know, hey, I'm coming. I want to ask you this question now. Who was the guy when you said, I'm going to try to do that to, and you couldn't do it? Two of them. David Robinson and your good friend, Akeem Olajuwon. And you couldn't do it? I couldn't do it. Because okay. so, you know why? Because I realized I wasn't like, working as hard as I thought I was. Ah. I want to make some points about Zion. Okay. Let's not run hard. It's not a diss. It's going to be a lesson from one great big man to another guy that could be a great big man. Just not run hard. I had the same problem my first second year. I thought I was running hard because Charles talked about this all the time. My talent going to get me 20. But when I start going to 20, 30, and 40, it's because I start doing certain things. He doesn't create easy points for himself. I saw a couple of times we had a couple guys at the basket. He don't seal, right? He doesn't demand the ball. Like, you got a small guy, and we talk about all the time, barbecue chicken alert. Charles talk about all the time, you can't let a little guy guard you. And he doesn't have that look. Like, I'm not the greatest athlete ever, but I know a look when I see it. In every sport, I know a look. Tiger Woods had that look. Jack Nicholson had that look. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 he just doesn't have that look, and he doesn't rebound. He does not rebound. I'm sitting there, and I'm watching. Because, you know, Charles is on him because, you know, that's Charles's category. I don't want to be on that hard, but he's not But you're saying this also because he could because be the... He could be the best player in the league. In the league. In the league. league. Yes. In not the league. not, not in an all-star. The, the best player so, in the league. Again, 
I was just like him, so I don't want to sit up here, you know, like I was just like that. But, you know, people used to, like, pull me to the side. You know, I had a guy named Brad Seisler who used to always say, hey, man, okay, you had 24 points, but you're not as working as hard. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, so once he decides to get that killer and, and go for it, he's going to be a dangerous man. Shaq, notoriously fat and lazy. Zion might be worse. Even Stephen A. piled on calling Zion fat. He looks fat. What was it again? He looks fat. <laughs> One more time. He looks fat. My brother, you've been in the news for some other stuff. Your proclivities and who you want to mess with and all that other stuff is your damn business. We ain't got to get into all of that, but this is necessary. Zion Williamson went to the free throw line the other day en route while LeBron James had dropped 30 in three quarters and it completely dominated and looked in peak physical condition and looked like an absolute stud and superstar and marquee. Zion Williamson, who's more than 15 years younger, but 40 pounds heavier, went to the free throw line. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw a belly. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. I am so tired of Zion fucking around. This podcast is in its fourth season, and we are in its fourth season of talking about Zion and his weight and his lack of conditioning. And it's actually worse. It's gotten worse every year. It is a theme. I don't know if Zion's a tradable asset anymore. I don't know who wants Zion on their team, given all of the things that are Zion's big red flags. He makes a lot of money. He will not stay in shape. It's gotten worse. He apparently will not listen when they tell him, hey, you need to fix this stuff in New Orleans. He's managed to avoid injury this year, but we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Congratulations, Zion. You made it longer than you have pretty much every year. The Pelicans are fun. And by the way, real side note, also, Brandon Ingram and Zion can't be together on this team. They are not serious athletes. If you want to keep Zion, that's on you. He was your number one pick. You don't want to get rid of him. You don't want to let everyone know that maybe he's not who you thought he was. Then get rid of B.I. He's clearly a bad influence. They're a very fun and very dangerous team, but they need more high-character guys on this team. More Alvarados, more C.J. McCollums, less Brandon Ingrams, less Zions. His health, Zion, is completely dependent on his diet. He's 280 and 6'7". He's probably actually 300. He's, he, I think that's his goal weight is 280. He's out here sucking wind like he did early and late against the Lakers. If he does that, then New Orleans is going to miss the playoffs altogether. Hey, Zion, get your shit together, my guy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. fuck is up with the Milwaukee Bucks I'm getting a little um I don't know concerned I'm like not quite ready to pull the fire alarm yet but I am a little stressed about it the Bucks are like um a girl who or guy who looks amazing on paper they got everything going for them right they got the job they've got the looks they've got a good family they seem like everything is in order But then you start dating them, and then things come up where you think, hmm, something's off. These are red flags. Like, maybe she lives with her ex-boyfriend still. You think think the house that she says she owns may be actually her ex-boyfriend's family's house, and it's in his name. And then she tells you, oh, yeah, by the way, we share a dog still. I know it was like a really good relationship. We parted as friends. It just wasn't working. But when I go out of town, he comes over and... And he watches the dog. You're like, oh, does he bring a bag? He just comes over and he house sits and dog sits when you're out of town. Oh, no, he's left a couple of things, like a couple of pairs of shoes, some sweats. Wait, does he still live there? Like, does this guy still fucking low-key live with you? So you start asking more questions and things start getting more and more murky. That's kind of like the bucks with me. The more you ask the more it starts to unravel. Great on paper, you peel back the onion, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can date this guy or girl. What are these red flags with the Bucks? Let's start with the big one. Adrian Griffin's the big one. I don't trust him. Where did he come from? Who is he? Why is he here? Like, I don't know. On a night-to-night basis, I'm not sure why Adrian Griffin was hired. I think it was because Giannis wanted him, and he hadn't signed an extension yet, but he's a problem. And it's not really because he's a first-time head coach. I don't care about that, really. You can be good. Ime Udoka, first-time head coach, I immediately thought, this guy's got his stuff together. He's, he's not playing around. He's got these young men playing like dogs. Before the season even began, Adrian Griffin had already gotten into a scuffle with a longtime beloved 11-year head coach that his new superstar had as his coach for the first 11 years of his career there. And that guy who was reunited with his prodigal son after being fired said, yeah, no, I'm not going to deal with this bullshit. I'm out of here. You can go ahead and go on your own. Dame's head coach, Terry Stotts, ran the best offense in the NBA for many, many years. He's not the best defensive coach. We know that. That's why he got fired. But he up and quit because you yelled at him in the middle of practice. You wanted to dress him down. Secondly, the defense has fallen from number one, number two in the league, to bottom five. And it's not because Drew Holiday's gone. They still have three all-NBA players all NBA defensive players on this team. You got you got Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year. You got Brooke Lopez, finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. 
and then you've got Bobby Portis, who's also on the all-team defense. Get, miss me with the fact that, like, Drew Holiday leaves and you just fall off a cliff defensively. No, no shot. There's been multiple coups staged on this team already. You had one, I think maybe it was a weekend where they became the worst defense in the NBA, and all of a sudden, Brooke Lopez is like, no, you're not about to have me on the floor where I am. We're giving up too many baskets at the rim. Adrian Griffin had to come out and say, my players took control of the defense. They changed it on me on the fly, and I have complied. They, that is a coup. They have staged a straight coup. And now they're kind of running like the last offense that or last defense that Budenholzer ran, but Budenholzer's no longer there. So I'm not really sure what's going on. The second red flag is they have no idea what to do in the last two minutes of the game. They were up on the Indiana Pacers. It was a tight back and forth. And then they decided that even though they had gotten a guy whose nickname is based upon his clutch play, Dame Time, that guy doesn't deserve to have the ball anymore. Dame time? That's first quarter, Dame. Sorry. No. Instead, Chris Middleton, instead of giving Dame the ball, he decides to give the ball to Malik Beasley. He decides, no, no, I got this, and proceeds to not got this. He turns the ball over, and at that point, that was night-night sleep mask. They have a very competitive game, and then they lose by 10. The Bucks' offense fell completely apart in the fourth quarter. Pacers outscored them 37-25 in the fourth. It is so bad right now that Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis is going in and going apeshit on Adrian Griffin to quote-unquote passionately let him know we need some more offensive structure late in games. How do we know this? Well, it was reported by Chris Haynes. Who is Chris Haynes' best friend? Damian Lillard. So Dame's not happy with the way the offense is running, obviously. Or if he felt differently, he probably wouldn't have leaked that story out. You got leaks coming out. You got Bobby Portis mad at Adrian Griffin. You got Dame telling Giannis at the end of the game, it's me and you, and Giannis walking away. What is happening with the Giannis-Dame pick and roll that we thought was going to be ran like Baraka in uh, Mortal Kombat with the uppercut sweep, uppercut sweep? We thought that was going to be the most potent combination in the league. It's not really even being run. Where is the depth? You have to roll with A.J. Green, a man from Iowa, northern Iowa, out here chasing threes. Your biggest hope is that he turns into Grayson Allen. This team is kind of fucked. I am getting a little concerned. We're a quarter way through the season, and I'm not really ready to panic yet because you've got a team that's second in the East. They've got, I think, one of the best offenses in the league. But if you, if you told me you could either have Joe Missoula or Adrian Griffin, I would probably take Joe Missoula. And if you're a podcast listener, a longtime podcast listener, you know how I feel about Joe Missoula. I, I, I think I don't like Adrian Griffin, and I don't think Dame does either. All that to say, what the fuck is up with the Milwaukee Bucks? All right, let's move on. He is I and I am him. Slim with the tilted brim. A Dizzle. All right, AD, you've been living under a rock. Let me break the news to you. The Los Angeles Lakers are the inaugural IST champions. They choke out the Indiana Pacers in the finals on Saturday in Las Vegas. It was a spectacle. And Austin Reeves, who was a game-time decision because he had his own little flu game, came out, scored 22 in the first half. Braun said, who's the better flu game guy, MJ or AR? That's cute for team building, but Michael Jordan's got a problem with that fucking statement. I promise you that. Braun, of course, was MVP of the IST because he couldn't not. 
no one else could be. He averaged 26, 8, and 7. He shot 60% from the field. Well, actually, 57% from the field, but 60% actually from three during tournament play. LeBron James averaged 60% from three. Lakers went 7-0 and in the IST. Braun was a plus 118 in those seven games. So, he should be the Hemi? No, sir. No, sir. We'll talk about the in-season tournament later. It was a massive success. But even Braun is not the Hemi of the week. Because the man of the match in the finals was Anthony Davis. He was an absolute hard rock. We give him a hard time for how soft he is. But no, no, sir. Pause. He was hard as a rock. How good was AD? Put up, put up 41 points, 20 boards, 5 assists, 4 blocks against the Pacers. Nobody could figure out a way to stop him whatsoever. They threw everyone out. Miles Turner, Obi Toppin, nobody. For, the, for one night... He was the best player on the planet Earth. He had bad calls go against him all night, but his numbers, if they wouldn't have, he could have had 50 and 30. It was disgusting. Christian Wood had this to say, I think AD was at level one and then took it to level three. He told me before the game, this is a game seven for me. I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known he said that. I'm going to show you what a game seven is like. I've never been in one before. I said, all right, show me. And then AD went out there and he got 40 and 20. Oh, my God. He is I and I am him. It was a lesson to everyone that when AD plays like that, top five player in the league. Not even close. We will see when that happens consistently. It Will it ever happen the way that LeBron, it happens with Braun? Probably not. But that's why LeBron is one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player ever. At one point, though, AD and his soft, we'll call it reputation, has gone down a little bit this year. He's been really good. At one point, he was leading the NBA in minutes played. He's only missed one game this season. He leads the NBA in blocks per game, 2.7, which along with 22, 13, and 3, probably going to get him on the All-Star team, probably going to be an All-NBA guy, definitely going to be an All-Defensive guy. Playing 30 minutes per game a quarter of the way through the season. If we can get not skin of paper, glass of bones, what you know, skin of paper, bones of glass. He's gonna make he's gonna make all first team, all defense, probably second or third all NBA. The Lakers won the IST just like Adam Silver drew it up. And now we won't have a similar type of intensity until the playoffs, and we won't have a similar break until All Star Weekend. I will miss the IST. I will think of it fondly. But I'm happy for Braun, happy for AD, and not very happy for the Lakers. I'm about as happy for them as a Blazers fan can ever be, which is rooting for their demise day by day. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come on back tomorrow for an all-new episode of the Rookie Report. Check out the feed for past episodes and many episodes which drop unexpectedly, like the fall rains that kept my dog inside all day on a Sunday. Follow the Heat Check as we cover the league day in and day out all throughout the season. Do not forget to follow, download, subscribe. Please tell your friends. And even the guy at Verizon who knows how to make my iPhone talk to my mom's Android, tell them the Heat Check is your one-stop shop for everything NBA-related. Follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Shoot me a DM if you want any topics covered, and we'll see you next time.